Hi, everybody. Welcome in to the Irish NFL show in partnership with Pundit Arena. Uh, happy Saturday. The NFL is back this weekend, divisional round of the playoffs. We are one week away from the championship games, joined by the usual lads here, but fantastic to be joined by somebody. Well, it is the Irish NFL show. It's so great to have somebody from Ireland on. Ivan Quillen from uh, RTU Sport, Radio Television. Ivan, first of all, because you're from Ireland, what's the crack? Oh, the crack is mighty. I just uh, finished work. I am looking forward to watching some football. Um, and I am glad there is no homeschooling today. So, yeah, all is good today. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's uh, quite the quite the weekend uh, of of games ahead. But um, I suppose, Evan, one of the things that's interesting to hear from from you um, is how you got interested in NFL and in the, the Packers. Well, I suppose like a lot of Irish people, even say 10, 15 years ago, I used to always go into town um, late to watch the Super Bowl. And that was kind of the only game that I would ever have watched. And that was more so because, it, let's be honest, it was a bit of a session and it was a bit of a, a lock-in and it was a late night and I was in my 20s and it was the thing to do if you had any interest in sport at all. Because it's like the pinnacle of, you know, really good competition, but it's also it does this a show, like it's showbiz, the Super Bowl. So um, that was something that I have been doing for years. And I didn't really get into any of the franchises probably until five or six years ago. Um, I was lucky enough to meet uh, my husband who was also mad into sports and we started watching matches together. Um, I remember the first year I didn't stay up for the Super Bowl, our son was about to turn one. So that was like 2013. And it was just, I just called it a day. It was just too late. Um, but around that time, I started getting, well, we both started getting into the Packers. And I think Aaron Rodgers was a huge part of that, just to, just to admire the sportsman that he was. And you could tell that there was something about him that he was more than, you know, I don't know, he's a bit of a football brain, but he's also quite emotionally intelligent as well. And I think, his talent and what he can do with a ball it transcends American football so I think he kind of drew a lot of fans in to the Packers for that reason um and then I bought a jersey for my husband because they were in Elvery's and I was like oh I'll get him a Packers jersey because like you know Aaron Rodgers is cool it was for sale besides you know the Tom Brady jersey and everything else but it wasn't really until we started buying a few jerseys that we then just decided okay we're Packers fans now and then you learn about the franchise, you learn about the history, and then you realise you made the right choice. <laughs> you've, uh, you've moved it on to the next level. You've even been over to see games. We all here have been over to see air teams at, some, at different stages over the years, and you've taken the trip to Lambo. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was amazing. And that was something that was on the long finger. It was one of these bucket list things that you think you're never going to do. And then um, Brian, my husband, was turning 40 last year, and like he's actually... 41 this weekend but he was 40 this time last year and in the season like the season leading up to that Super Bowl I was like this is we have to go this is the time to go if we don't go now we're never going to go and like there was a bit of convincing I had to convince him to let us go to Lambeau and you know to, we went to um we went to Gillette Stadium as well like we kind of had felt like we're going to go all that way we have to build it into a few other things as well so we started um in Boston and we went to the Patriots um Kansas City Chiefs were playing in Gillette Stadium that weekend and they were beaten and uh, it was that was phenomenal in itself and I didn't think that we would be able to top the experience of watching Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes but then we went to Lambeau the following week and I can't even like 
we spent a few days afterwards going, what just happened? Like, where were we? It was like being on the moon. It was freezing. It was way below freezing. But it was this carnival atmosphere in like minus 15 degrees. And, you know, we were at the early game as well. So it was like midday. Um, we had like hip flasks at 8 a.m. at the bus from the hotel. Um, and then just the people as well. The people are lovely up in Wisconsin. They're a bit, they're a bit mad, like probably because they're so bloody cold all the time. Uh, big Trump supporters as well. So it was just a bit of a mad place to be. Um, I wouldn't recommend going to Lambo now when there are no fans or when there are 6,000 fans because you rely so heavily on the body heat of other people. It is so cold. Um, it's all like, it's all bleachers as you know. So you have to rent a cushion to, you know, protect your ass from frostbite basically. Um, like, you know, we went to get water and beer and stuff at half time and I came back with bottles of water and by the time I got back to my seat, it was about four or five minutes, the bottle of water was completely frozen. It was just a bottle of ice. Um, it was completely like no good to anybody. Um, yeah, like it was just fantastic. We met like so many people outside and I wouldn't normally be one to be kind of, you know, going up chatting to people and making best friends outside of, outside of a match. Um, but that's exactly what happened because you kind of get drawn into the whole thing. And then just to be at the game as well, you know, there was a flyover at our game, um, you know, during the end of the anthem. And it was a bit surreal because we watched so many matches and you probably felt this as well when you went to games. You watch so many matches and you see Aaron Rodgers on telly and then you realize, oh my God, he's just there. Like he's right in front of me. He's, he's right down there. And uh, I found that really strange. And the same even in Gillette Stadium. Um, you know, Tom Brady was playing, obviously it was his last season with the Patriots now. So it was great that we actually got to go and see that. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't, I couldn't recommend it enough. Even if you don't support the Packers, Lambeau is a special place, um, and you could kind of feel it when you were there as well. We did the tour too the day before, so we really got our value out of being up there. Um, and the tour is brilliant. You know, they do bring you in and around. They're really strict. Like we stood onto the turf to take a picture, and I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? Get off the grass! Um, but yeah, I like it. I could talk all day, as you can see. I could talk all day about it. But yeah, I'd highly recommend going over. Well, well, Yvonne, I was going to say, you you passed up the Tom Brady jersey for the Aaron Rodgers jersey. Seeing Aaron Rodgers was better than seeing Tom Brady. And you're a Cats fan. I feel like you're just designed to annoy me at the moment in this one because I'm a yellow <laughs> belly originally. So, um, you know, you, you're obviously supporting two very good teams there. But when you're in Lambeau that day, you say it was freezing. Like the game, the divisional game on Saturday is projected to be played at minus seven degrees. And I know you've had some cold days on the sidelines in Croker and around sports grounds around Ireland, all right. But, uh, you know, can you even imagine trying to play sports in that kind of weather when it gets even further below freezing? No, I don't know how they do it. Like we were in Chicago before we went up to Wisconsin and it was like Chicago, as you know, is so cold and the wind that comes in off the lake, it's, it's really, really, it's kind of a biting, it kind of takes your breath away. And we were like, how are we going to survive when it's even colder up in Wisconsin? Um, and the only thing that really, I think when I think back on it now, the, the most valuable thing, and I don't know if the players do this, I think they're mad if they don't, but the little, the little warmers that you can put into your shoes and into your gloves, like maybe they don't do it, but I don't know how they don't have like limbs and fingertips fall off. I think that actually did happen at a game in Lambeau. We were reading about it. There was a game where a load of players got like really bad frostbite and they lost like their fingertips. Um, mm. Like it is that kind of cold up there. So I don't yeah. know how, like they're moving. So, I mean, it's different. You're not, they're not sitting on a bleacher in the freezing cold, drinking cold beer. <laughs> um, so it is different because they're playing. 
but just the, the nature of, of American football as well. Like obviously the offense is coming off and they have to try and stay warm while the defense is on. So um, it is really, 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 really cold. I have never been colder, um, but it's a different kind of cold than here when you're on the sideline or when you're at a match here and it's Baltic. The cold over here is really, really damp and it nearly gets into your bones. Whereas the cold over there is crisp and yes, it's freezing, but like we wore ski gear, like long johns, layers and layers and layers, coats. I bought a blanket. I bought it over there. I still have it. I brought it home with me. We had like the cheese heads. We had, uh, what else did we? Oh, well, we had like whiskey. <laughs> like, and that does help too. But um, yeah, like it is, it's really, really cold. But I don't know, like you're just so caught up in the moment as a, as a fan when you're there that it's probably the same and 20 times better as a player. Like you're probably just so caught up in the moment. You don't feel the cold. Um, like these games, especially from now on, and you're talking about the weather on Saturday, like this weekend, like it's all or nothing. Like, so, you know, you're not, you're not going to really care. I'd imagine what the weather conditions are like, and they're used to it as well. It's different that, you know, they're used to playing in those conditions. Um, as they say up here, Ivan, you'd be well founded, like to be honest, but it, when it's cold, it's cold. Like I was in Denver and my contact lenses froze over, my, my beard froze over. Awful. I, like, I can't even start to talk about that. Ivan, I'm just going to selfishly ask you another question here before we look at today's games. Um, obviously, your work with RT Sport, you do so much work, obviously, with GA and, and, and obviously the, the Camogues more recently as well. Um, as somebody that's worked in sport now for many years, what, what's been your highlight working in sport? I know you've done the Olympics and stuff beforehand. Uh, what, what's, what's been your main highlight to date so far? Oh, that is a really good question because it is probably uh, 16, 17 years now that I've been working in there. Um, like you mentioned the Olympics and it's really hard to top the Olympics just because you end up getting on a plane and leaving home for six weeks. So like that, the Olympic Games in Rio still stand out to me as, as a highlight because First of all, I love the Olympics. I love that there are so many sports and I love the stories behind the athletes at the Olympics because they're not always, you know, heavily funded. They're not always very well known. Sometimes they can come nearly out of the blue for some people if they don't follow the sport. Like when the O'Donovan brothers won the silver medal in Rio, everyone was like, oh my God, who are these guys? They're amazing. How have we not known about them? And all of these brands started jumping on the bandwagon and employing them as their, you know, their ambassadors. Um, but in rowing circles, everybody knew who the O'Donovan brothers were and everybody knew they had a medal chance. Um, but I think for that reason, I'd have to say the Olympics um, and like the Rio Olympics in particular, just because you were so far away from home and it was so different to any other um, event that I worked on before. Um, we didn't just work on one sport on a given day. Like I could be down at the rowing on the morning and I could be in the gymnastics stadium in the afternoon um, and you could be gone again that night back to the athletics track. So like it's just really busy, helter-skelter, festival of sport and if you love sport and particularly if you love individual or olympic sport um it's the dream trip it's the dream job so that definitely stand out stands out for me absolutely and look it's i feel like we could have you on for two or three hours but we probably well you know what we'll do it in the off season we'll do like a band's green day <laughs> journey or something and we'll see the crack <laughs> Um, we've got two games today, folks. Obviously, two. I mean, they're huge games at this point. The first game is the 25 to 10, getting a bit late. A bit late for Brian here as well. Packers, Rams, 25 to 10. And then the Bills, Ravens is the late game. Now, we're going to go round. Uh, and once Ivana finishes as well, we're actually going to hear from Jeff Reinbold in a new segment. But first off, uh, this Packers, Rams game, Column, starting with you, man. 
confirmed late on Thursday night, Jar Goff is starting this game today. Um, Mr. East Enders, Mr. Walford isn't. What's your thoughts on this game? Who's going to win this game column and why? Um, I'm I'm really frustrated um, by the the Aaron Donald injury um, because I feel that that has robbed us of what I think could have been um, a a Broncos Patriots 2015 type matchup. That divisional matchup was one for the ages, and I really think this could have been an absolute classic. Um, number one offense going against the the number one defense. I mean. The, number one defenses in the NFL and when you have that elite defense like the Rams have had and and a player like Donald they're transcendent right you think back you think back to the 85 Bears and the way in which they're remembered and still talked about as one of the truly great uh, NFL teams throughout the ages and and Donald is a ridiculously good player Um, he gets double teamed all the time he still gets that uh, pressure from inside whether uh, how how he'll be, um, we don't know. But no matter what way he is, he's not going to be as disruptive. You can't have the sort of injury that he had last weekend and and be as explosive. Um, we saw, I saw Shannon Sharp talking about it this week about getting that, and you just he he uses his arms so much and and he's so quick. Um, I, I think that's a, a real shame. Um, between that and Cooper Cup's injury. For me, I know the Rams have um, Ramsey and, and that will be worth the, the, the watch alone to watch him go up against Adams. Um, but I just feel that for me, that the, without Aaron Donald and, and with them being banged up on that side, um, the Packers are, are a better defensive team than the Seahawks were. So I think the Packers to, to edge it. I still think the Rams will make life difficult, but I do think the Packers will win this one. Brian, who you got, man? Well, you also have to bear in mind that Goff has never won a game in cold weather. You know, he's playing with a tum. He's just had an operation two weeks ago. And once he played well last week against Seattle, you'd have to wonder how effective he can be. The Rams running game has been quite good all year, taking the pressure off Goff, Akers, Brown, and that is a weak spot that the Packers have had for a number of years. It's got better this season. But you just you touched on the Adams versus Ramsey situation, Ramsey going up against Adams. Yeah, whilst you might take Devontae Adams out of the game, you look at the Packers in their own game, Jones, Jamal Williams, Tanyan, the tight end, has been really good this year. So they still got other playmakers that can do the business. And uh, Rodgers is playing nights out this season. find it very difficult to see how the Rams can go in and win the game. They'll have to slow them down. Defensively, we'll see how good they are without if Donald plays. But for me, on your column, I think the Packers will have to win the game. Mark, any chance of an upset? Maybe. I mean, Brian says um, Jared Goff is playing with a thumb. Actually, he's playing with two of them, which is useful. Um, but uh, I have to agree with Brian. The, big, the biggest liability in this is actually Jared Goff. Like, he's played two games below freezing, as we said last week, under 50% completion rate, zero TDs, five interceptions. He is a California kid. He was born in California. He went to university at California. He now plays for the LA Rams. He is a warm weather quarterback. This is not Brett Favre. This is not Tom Brady. This is not, goddammit, Aaron Rodgers. He does not like the cold. Um, and not only that, he doesn't like the cold and then playing with a surgically repaired thumb. That ain't easy. Um, on the Aaron Donald thing, I'm less pessimistic. I mean, you know, we had Alex Mack on the show this week, guys, and he was telling about playing the Super Bowl. 
with a broken leg. And we know those O-line are hogs and they'll fight through anything. But the D-line boys, they're dogs and they're just nasty. And Darren Donald is a nasty, nasty man in the best possible way for an NFL player. I still think he's going to give Rodgers trouble. I think Brandon Staley needs a Wade Phillips type defensive plan out of the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots to um, really give them a chance because I don't trust Goff. Um, and the Packers run D is a lot better than you give it credit for. Aaron Rodgers this season, 45 yards out, 44 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He will make enough plays. And like, I'd like to see an upset. Sorry, Ivan, I would like to see an upset, but I just don't really think it's going to happen. The Packers go on to a classic NFC Championship game. Yeah, like for me, uh, there will be a huge upset in the NFL this weekend. This is not it. You have to stay tuned for my guest tomorrow, 9 a.m. On the arena Facebook. Um, look, I think the Rams defense will do well, but it won't do well enough to contain, to contain Aaron Rodgers, who will still somehow get 28 to 34 points in this game. And Jarkov won't get that, even if he does hand the ball off, which is why I think uh, the Rams will not win this game. I think if they were going up against any other team in the NFC, they would give them a hell of a game. But for me, I think the combination of Aaron Rodgers, the rolling game for the for the Packers will get them over the line. I think it'll be a close enough game. One element I'll say, though, just to cover my tracks for Sunday morning when I'm laughed at, uh, is if that game's close at halftime, as in if the Packers haven't scored two or three touchdowns, it could be danger territory. But I think the Packers will just about sneak through and, as Mark said, go through to a classic game next week on Championship Sunday. Ivan, I'm presuming you're picking the Packers for this game. I have to pick the Packers, yes. Uh it's interesting about Goff being a California kid. So is Aaron Rodgers, but he's obviously well acclimatized now to the cold. It's not going to bother him. Um, it is going to bother Goff. Of course it is. I didn't realize he only played two games in cold weather, and it does make a difference. Um, you know, Brian, I think it was you said that, you know, Devontae Adams might be caught. I can't see it. I think if, if Rodgers and, and Adams continue the way they've been going this season, they just won't. They just won't be caught. He's got 18 touchdowns in 14 games. Their partnership is just completely a well-oiled machine. I can't see them, you know, messing up this weekend. The one concern I would have, though, is that, you know, obviously we've said the Rams have the best defense in the game um, so far. They're really well coached and they're a little bit like the, the San Francisco uh, team that beat the Packers in last season's NFC final. So that's kind of one bit of a banana skin. Like you were saying, um, Michael, if it is close at halftime, um, yeah, maybe there's something there. But I just think in cold weather, the Packers, the way they're playing, Aaron Rodgers, the form he's in, I just, I can't see Anthony, but the Packers win. Michael, one final. Oh, go on, Brian. No, I just said it's a full house for Vargon for the Packers. That yeah, usually means it's, something's going to happen. Usually it means, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the Browns game the other week, yeah. Um, I was going to say one final point. We give all this, um, this um, uh, Rams defence a lot of credit, and we should. But actually, the splits on their red zone defence when they're playing at home compared to when they're playing away are actually quite startling. They're the best in the NFL in red zone defense when they're at home. They're actually the worst in red zone defense in terms of touchdown percentile when they're playing away from home. Um, they've still got to get it down to the red zone, but that's a promising sign for Packers fans, I would say as well. Yeah, and the and the and the Packers, sorry, the Rams have only scored more than thirty six points once or twice. One of them against the Eagles, which are gone, and the other one was against the Cardinals. So it'll be interesting if it happens. Brian, sorry, have I interrupted your point? Apologies. No, have you made it? No, no, no. I just made the point that we've all gone for the Packers in the last few times we've done that. In particular, the game last week, it all went a different way. 
But we're very, I mean, let's see what happens. Big game tonight, obviously. We're very fortunate, obviously, to have a van from RT Sport on. We've also got a new segment. Jeff Reinbold from Sky Sports, Coach's Corner, from now until Tampa for the next few weeks. Here's what Jeff thinks ahead of the game today. Hey, let's talk about the Rams going to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. I think this is going to be a great matchup of strength versus strength. You're talking about the most prolific scoring offense in the National Football League, the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, and again, AR, one of the best that's ever spun the football. Now, they go up against a Rams defense that I think is as good as there is in football right now. Extremely good up front with Aaron Donald, Brockers, Floyd. They are they will get after you on the line of scrimmage, but it's the back end that is a key thing to me. Ramsey's ability to travel, his ability to go match up with the best wide receiver on the other team and basically take him out. I watched game footage. He did, took digs out. Uh, he took Hopkins out. Now he's got Devontae Adams. That gives the Rams a huge advantage because they play plus one numbers everywhere else around the field. So when Ramsey travels with Adams, you got to think that Aaron Jones and Tanyan have got to come back into play for Aaron Rodgers. I think the big key thing here is, can the Packers protect Rodgers well enough to let him do his thing? And can the Rams run the ball against a Packer defense that loves to play nickel? That's five DBs, four down guys, two linebackers. It's a small group, small personnel group. They'll play it against multiple tight ends at times. And if they do, I expect that Cam Akers will have a big day running the football. The Rams have got to dictate the tempo of the game. They've got to dictate the tempo, not only uh, whether they're going fast or going slow, but, you know, they got to dictate the chains, the tempo on the chains. If they can keep the chains in a situation where Jared Goff does not have to drop back in the pocket to beat them, they have an extremely good chance to go up and shock the world with an upset of the Packers. However, I think the Packers will get it done in Lambeau on Saturday. Okay, that's Jeff's pick. Interesting choice. We'll see you tonight at 9.35, the Packers against the Rams. I hope it's a good game because the game after that's going to be a hell of a game column. Uh, the Bills, the Ravens, the MVP, and Josh Allen. I'm only joking. Well, who knows? Huge game for both teams, Colin. I mean, this really would cement the whole doubt about Buffalo going away if they did manage to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. This this is an intriguing game. Possibly the most intriguing game of the um, of the weekend, certainly looking ahead. Not to say it'll be the best because I think we got four really good games, but the most intriguing. Obviously, a big question around whether there'll be snow um, at the game. I think they're forecasting uh, a 40% chance at, at the moment, but it's the lake effect, which is always difficult to know. If that comes into play, that could be huge. Um, Lamar Jackson saying that um, he doesn't want to, to play in, in the snow. Um, so uh, we let's, let's see what happens there. But 
Look, this Ravens defense were lights out last uh, weekend. They to hold Derrick Henry to 40 yards uh, rushing, to hold Tannehill to 165 yards passing. Um, they were absolutely brilliant. They were incredibly difficult to, to score on. Um, they shut you down on third down. Um, they come at you from all um, sorts of angles. They, show, they give you different looks. They're really, really well coached. Um, they have no problem winning on the road. Harbaugh now has eight road um, playoff wins. They they are a, a really, really good team. Um, and I think at, at this point, going on what has been said in the buildup, they are probably favorites for this because they're the more balanced side the Bills struggle a, a little bit against the run. And I heard a stat that said that the uh, Ravens have 1,600 yards rushing over the last six games. And that's the most since 1949. Um, so that's what the Bills have to contend with. But uh, jo- uh, Josh Allen is having a John Elway type season. And I I think he can put this team on his back. Um, he was ridiculous last week himself. 74% completion. Um, that pass to, to Diggs was incredible. He's, um, you know, running with the football now, given it's the playoffs, he has to. Um, I just think, you know, we talked to, to Peter King a little bit about, um, you know, teams of, of destiny. This could be it for for the Bills poten- potentially. If if there is to, to be a way to do it, it's going to be off of Josh Allen and just his absolute brilliance because it's not going to be on the, the run game. They've, they've lost um, Zach Moss. I think um, Allen just looks different level. And even though Lamar Jackson offers you um, so much as a dual threat, I can see Allen having just an absolute phenomenal Elway the drive type performance and the Bills beat the Ravens. One of the most scrutinized drafts in the last five years was the 2018 draft and here we are with two of the five quarterbacks that went in the first round. Josh Allen went to seventh and Lamar Jackson went at 32 and here they are going up against each other only a couple of years later in the playoffs in a massive game. Touched on the Ravens defense, uh, Colin. They've only given up uh, 200 plus yard games to wide receivers this year. They're really good. They've got better as the past few weeks have gone on since they've had to win um, games in order to keep in with a chance of the playoffs. They've won six games in a row. But for me, the Ravens' run game has been very good. The number one running game, run team in the league. They have, um, you know, they've got a number of different options there between Dobbins, Edwards, Jackson when he gets going. 47-yard rushing touchdown last week against a Bills defense that for me has been suspect for large parts of the season. And they've been getting away with it because Josh Allen has been play, playing so well. And even if you reflect on the games in which they won, they're all high-scoring games. Even last week, Philip Rivers, who's 29 years of age, was able to go up and down the field on them. And you're giving Lamar Jackson an opportunity. And once people keep discussing snow and Factors around the weather. Like it's not like Baltimore is sunshine 12 months of the year. He's used to playing in cold weather. So for me, it's the Ravens. I think Jackson is coming through at the right time. I, I discussed last week the fact that he needed to get over the hump and finally win that playoff game. Because the past two years, when people had 
expectations about the Ravens winning. He's let he's come up short. He didn't last week. He got it done. I think it'll keep going. I think the Ravens will pull off a win. I think it'll be very tight, but I think it'll be a high scoring game. It's a win by a field goal. So I need to correct one thing straight away. Michael, Josh Allen's not winning the MVP. Aaron Rodgers yes. is winning the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is second. And Josh Allen is maybe third. I will say third. But yeah, I know you put it on your whiteboard. It's still He's still not winning it, right? Teacher issues. And Colin, <laughs> I feel like you're almost damning Josh Allen with faint praise saying he's having an Elway-type season. I mean, you know, he's probably having statistically an even better season than Elway has in his pomp. So, you know. Elway played in the 80s and 90s. It was a different <laughs> game. Five, he went to five Super Bowls. VHS I know, I know, and only won two of them, but there you go. But that's beside the point. Look, guys, we're dealing with the youth revolution in the AFC, as we mentioned last week. All four quarterbacks in the AFC, between 44 and 46 regular season games, all of them are 24 to 25 years of age. I mean, you look at the NFC, and Jared Goff is actually older than all of them. He's 26. And then you've got Breeze, Brady, um, and uh, uh, Rogers and Rogers isn't a spring chicken anymore. I mean, he's 37, so he's definitely approaching the the, the, the waning years of his career, you would say. Um, this is funny. I think, Colin, you said at one stage during the week, we were chatting briefly about the game, you've oscillated on this game more than any other this season, and I am right there with you. I actually can make, I feel, a valid argument to say the Bills are going to win in a blowout. The Ravens are going to win in a blowout. The Bills are tight one. The Ravens are tight one. It's actually, until they get on the field, we won't know. But the one thing that impressed me last week about the Ravens wasn't just Jackson. It wasn't just the defense, which has really um, coalesced a, a little bit or no, coagulated, coalesced, eh, come together. That's the one in the last few weeks. It was the intensity they were showing. Kalei Campbell kind of approaching the end of the season, being so riled up. Peter's being riled up. They were back to the, you know, the dark days, if you like, of Baltimore. It almost felt like a Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. If they bring that intensity and they're going to bring it down to the gutter with the Bills, you know, they're going to bring it like, you know, you're almost on the steps of the Coliseum and you're going, you know, Ave Imperator Mortoriti Salantant, you know, Hail Emperor, those of us who are about to die salute you. I mean, that's where you want to bring this to today. Um, if they get there, I wonder the Bills' ability to live in a dogfight. When you look, and they've had an amazing season, don't get me wrong, they've been one of the class teams, Josh Allen's played lights out, but have they played one of those teams with a strong O-line, a strong D-line, who are just trying to grind them into the dirt? The only game they potentially played, I'd say you get in that category, is the Titans game. And they got hockeyed in that game. So I know I'm taking a one-game sample, but... That is the piece that worries me if I'm a Bills fan. And yes, I'm a Pats fan, so I don't really want to see the Bills succeed. But that's the piece where I kind of wonder, you know, what if? Again, they absolutely can win this game. It is, in my mind, pick a coin and flip it in really in many senses. But my gut feeling, my pick is actually the Ravens and that moment of magic that Lamar Jackson can do when he puts on that afterburners to find a way past Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, hold on to the bloody football more securely in the fourth quarter. That's the key as well. Ivan, the, uh, the metaphoric analysis there from Mark <laughs> is available for the Sunday game or the sixth one, whenever, just whenever it's needed. Uh, I'm going to keep mine. <laughs> I, I, sorry. Yeah, look, here, Ivan, I'll tell you what, let's do our prediction together, right? Uh, these boys aren't going to pick the Bills. I think, who picked the Bills? 
Hold on. I think Callum did. Uh, oh, Brian, won't, Brian won't pick the Bills and Mark won't pick the Bills. But if oh, I'm I this... can't either. I can't. I can't pick the Bills either. I just no? can't. Sorry. <laughs> Why not? And now we're in danger of like whitewashing it again with the same team. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens, uh, like even just the fact that they stopped Derrick Henry last week, obviously Lamar Jackson is on fire as well. Um, like, you know, you mentioned, Mark, about, you know, get, spilling the ball in the last quarter, in the last few minutes. Last That doesn't bode well either. Um, and even just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I know, I think the Bills, like if you look at the betting, I think they are a little slight favourites, but I do think it's, um, can I go for a draw? Can I go for overtime? Can I- overtime. <laughs> I don't Will know, you I, be standing I, up tonight I, to watch it, Yvonne? For bonus points. I think they have momentum as well, which I think it, it, when it gets down to this stage um, of the championship, that's that kind of counts for a lot as well. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Sorry about that, Michael. <laughs> No, it's grand, it's grand. You're, you're, you're all going to love my analysis in a second, but I'm, I'm doubting, like, I mean, it's going to be hard enough for me to watch this game at, at 1am in the morning, but I don't know if you're working on the news in the morning, but are you planning to watch this game live, or what's the crack like? The late game? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't function the next day when I watch the late game. Usually, so, my husband is here behind the screen. He is staying up 100% for the late game, and he'll probably make a lot of noise downstairs. My eight-year-old boy is obsessed with the, with, the, with the games as well. So he'll get up at like 7 a.m. and watch the highlights. So I might just do that. It kind of depends on what way I'm feeling after the Packers game as well, whether I'll stay up or not. Um, I, I find it really, I don't know about you guys, I find it really hard to stay up for the late game. I usually save myself for the Super Bowl. Coffee, coffee, coffee. It's good crack. Uh, I'll say this 45 minutes in. It's very good crack teaching a, a, a class doesn't matter what age as a teacher mm-hmm. on a monday morning after a late night on a sunday and that's all i'm gonna say it doesn't matter what week it is here right look everybody's picking the ravens bar one person here josh allen 40 in in, in the regular season 46 touchdowns nearly five thousand total yards 107.2 passer rating um 324 yards last week against the colts under pressure last week sign of a good team Sign of any team, doesn't matter if it's GAA or soccer or whatever, if they're under pressure and they're a good team and they come back, it's a sign or the hallmark of a potential champion. Ivan, this Buffalo Bills team reminds me of the 2003 All-Ireland champions. The brand, who won the All-Ireland in 2003? Tyrone. Tyrone Tyrone won after years of hurt in the 80s. In 95, my dad still talks about that All-Ireland to this day against Dublin. This reminds me... Right the doesn't remind you that's him though. No? Let's not worry about it. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking I, about I, I, I to give it to Seven in a row. <laughs> you've got a you've got a team where young players have come in, youth has come in. Josh Allen. Okay, Cole Beasley isn't that young anymore, but guys have come in and they look unbelievable. For me, Stefan Diggs has completely changed his offense. And I think a team that has been down and hurt over the years is finally in the most weirdest years or year. Well, it's, we're now into the second year of this. In the most weirdest periods ever is going to get their is going to get their chance. I think Buffalo will win this game by 10 to 14 points. I think Lamar Jackson's had his win last week and they're not going to win this game, especially the weather. We, you know, we all talked about the weather in Lambeau there. What about the weather in Buffalo? It's given, as far as I know, tonight is given serious snow, at least on Saturday morning. Let's see what happens tonight. But for me, Josh Allen is going to go out tonight and cement a huge, huge marker ahead of Championship Sunday next week against the Cleveland Browns or the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see who it's going to be on Sunday. Uh, for me, yeah, the 
Bills for me are winning the Super Bowl. That's what? and we'll, we will we'll leave it at that. But here before we go is Jeff Reinbold's pick for the Bills against the Ravens. This will be one of the games that I look forward to most over the course of the weekend. And I think it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. The Bills have a tremendous young quarterback in Josh Allen who has a big arm and the ability to throw the ball in weather, in good weather, bad weather, wind, no wind, in small windows. He can drill the football. And he's got a tremendous uh, group of wide receivers he's thrown to, led by Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley in the slot is dynamic. His short burst quickness makes it really, really tough to play man-to-man. Their tight ends are better than average. And again, they have depth, again, outside. you got John Brown outside with tremendous vertical speed. They are, next to Kansas City, maybe the best group of wide receivers in the National Football League. Defensively, Buffalo has some liabilities. Uh, I think they're challenge is their ability to stop the run inside. So I think that's an area where Baltimore will try and work using their G schemes where they're pulling offensive linemen around, trying to get big bodies up on the linebackers. Buffalo is going to have to do a great job of holding up inside. They're a four down team. Uh, They they play an awful lot of nickel. So again, you're playing with two linebackers, one of which is Matt Milano, who weighs 216 pounds. Baltimore Connor, you know, will counter, excuse me, with uh, some outstanding, outstanding players of their own. Obviously, uh, J.K. Dobbins, the running back, has done an outstanding job for a rookie. He's really coming into his own now. Uh, Lamar Jackson on the perimeter is dynamic. There's nobody more in space that you worry about than Lamar Jackson. Um, They've got Hollywood Brown outside. They've got Mark Andrews at tight end. But the key guy to me is is kind of the X factor for the Ravens is Patrick Ricard, their 300-pound fullback, who is not only a good receiver, he is an outstanding blocker. And again, think about this. You're getting your 300-pound fullback on those smaller Bills linebackers. That's a huge advantage to Baltimore. Baltimore has to be able to stay close in this one. They can't give up big scores early. Uh, They've got to stay close and allow themselves to use the running game to control the tempo and control the clock. Uh, The Bills, on the other hand, offensively, they've got to know that Wink Martindale blitzes more than anybody in football and by a long stretch. He does a great job of designing blitzes to create stress in your protection. They don't play a lot of zero where there's no help in the middle of the field. There'll usually be a safety back there, but his schemes are outstanding. He will attack you and attack your protection. When I watched him play against the Texans earlier in the year, and that's a light talent at quarterback with Deshaun Watson, a great runner and a great thrower, they sacked Watson five times in that game and harassed him the whole day. So Josh Allen's got to be able to recognize the coverages, recognize the fronts. The front is going to be put under pressure. That Bills offensive line is going to be put under pressure with great pass rushers in Pernell McPhee and Judon. I think it's going to be a great game. And again, one that's going to come down to who is going to be able to control the line of scrimmage. If the Bills can hold up on defense against that running onslaught that they're going to get from Baltimore, they've got a great chance. 
because you know Josh Allen and that offense are going to score some points. Okay, that is Jeff's pick for the Bills against the Ravens. Look, it's it's been great crack, lads, obviously, getting the... Uh, getting your analysis on the van. Look, it's been fantastic having you all. We, we massively appreciate it. Um, any plans for the Super Bowl? I know you're, well, you're in lockdown, but you're obviously at work and stuff, but it's, it's, it's a weird year because in a normal year, I know we'd be hosting some sort of a party, either in the temporary Doyle Convention Centre or some bar in central Dublin, who knows? Yeah, it's really odd, isn't it, that we can't do what we normally would do? Like, it's really, it's really strange. Um, we usually take the day off the next day. Um, so my big hope, for the day after the Super Bowl is that the schools are open. Because then we're sorted. We we'll go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Keep those crashes open, Michael. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy enough. I, I don't work in a crash, so it's all good. I hope, I hope everybody stays safe. Though. Ivan, promise us one thing, right? If what will most likely happen, well, it doesn't, who knows what's going to happen. If the Packers get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to come on the uh, special show for five or ten minutes and tell us why they're going to win uh, in two or three weeks' time, right? I will. Yes, no problem. I will look forward to it. So that, let's just book that in now. We can just put that in the diary. That's no problem. I'll be there. <laughs> Super Bowl the Sunday. Eh? And... <laughs> the Bills. <laughs> let's see what happens. I mean, there's, there's no point, Colin, in, in even asking the band who's going to win the Super Bowl, is there? Because like, we, like, we all know our answer is going to be... Yeah, I, I, I think um, she, she might even be less entrenched than you are, though, Michael. <laughs> yeah, so so Michael, I'm sure Ivan, you're going to support your Packers, but who then do you think they'll face on the AFC side? Might be interesting. Me. Yeah. Oh, Michael. So Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Packers, Ravens, Super Bowl. Fairness would be a great game. Take it and run. Take it and run. Take it and run. Um, it remains to be seen. Look, Ivan. Hopefully, over the next few years. The 17th game of the season will allow for a game in Dublin, whether in the Aviva or Crook Park. And we'll all give you a shout down there whenever it's on the radio or something. But uh, for now, we massively appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your uh, your fandom for your Green Bay Packers. And uh, stay safe and enjoy the games tonight. And for everybody watching, enjoy the games tonight as well. But Ivan, thanks very much. No, thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, enjoy the matches. We'll talk again soon for the Super Bowl. <laughs>